0: listening to think funny with aaron donley nate sadler and matt Donnelly. for show notes and to check out aaron's books please visit aaron and now the show that only thinks it's funny the think funny podcast Welcome to the Think Funny podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host Nate Sadler. Hey everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hi fellas. Before the show, I know we were talking about we did this painting thing. Um, you know, you sit down in a class and paint. Everybody paints the same picture.
1: Was it one of those uh, where you drink wine and
0: paint? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. There's a stage. That's cool. Yeah, there's a stage of oh, for a woman that she goes through where she becomes obsessed with wine culture and wine. It's like 44 to 59 or something. And everything they do is about wine. Everything they talk about is wine. Is it wine o'clock? I have a lot of theories like that. Like there's another one where I have that if a woman is driving her own truck, if she owns a truck, she has to have a sticker on it that recognizes that she's a woman. So something like uh, silly boys trucks are for girls or something a woman I, in her truck that has to be there
1: i think i agree with that because yeah. it is rare uh i would say more so with jeeps even hmm. it would be silly boys jeeps are for girls I think or, you're right yeah but every girl driving a jeep definitely has a bumper sticker or yeah. a tire cover that yeah. denotes that she is a woman so right. is your wife in the wine phase then is that what you're no, saying she
0: doesn't drink wine but okay. it's just something i've noticed it's there's probably billions of pictures of groups of women all together of that age group holding wine glasses at some in someone's kitchen
1: i wonder if you went to google images how many images you'd find of that oh, middle-aged woman drinking
0: wine if you pulled them from the internet the internet would collapse it's the it foundation would. it's the pillars
1: I've never had wine in my whole life. I have no
0: idea what it tastes like. It doesn't taste good. It tastes like, like, I don't think any alcohol tastes good. No. Matt, you like beer, though. You think beer tastes good?
2: It does taste good.
0: But, but you yeah. have to drink enough of it to get it to taste good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to drink enough of it over, over many years to make it taste good. Yeah. What's your weapon of choice, Matt? I like IPAs, but I, I like to taste a very hoppy, kind of uh, tart type of beer.
1: I kind of pegged you for like, you're very smart with your money and very frugal. I figured if like Gunsmoke smoke made like beer, you'd be finding the oh, gun Gunsmoke hams. of hams. <laughs> yeah.
2: They still
0: have hams. <laughs> I don't
2: know. There's a the there's beer called uh, Lone Star that they sell in Texas. It's, it's kind of like the gun smoke of beers.
0: So Matt used to buy cigarette packs from, they were called Gunsmoke and they were $1. <laughs> What, 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 do wonder, what more damage do they do to your lungs for a dollar oh, pack of cigarettes?
2: I'm going to develop emphysema when I'm in my low 40s.
0: So you were not living in
1: flavor country with the. <laughs> no. uh,
0: okay. Well, I have a theory too. Like with cigarettes and alcohol, and especially wine, you have to overcompensate in the packaging and the advertising because of how bad the product tastes. Mm-hmm. Alcohol tastes horrible. And so you got to make it look good which it looks great. You want it watching a beer commercial until you actually have it or diet. Dr. Pepper tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper. It no, does, it does not. not. It does and not. So That's that a lie. The whole campaign to say that it did because they know it doesn't. I've
1: had this, I've had a long form discussion with someone. He said, this person claims that diet Dr. Pepper
0: tastes just as good as a regular no. Dr. Pepper. No. Today is December 20th, so we're actually going to talk about Christmas today. How do you guys like hearing the phrase, are y'all ready for Christmas? The checkout guy said it to me twice in the same checkout, and I felt sorry for him. It's just, it goes with our small talk hatred. You know
1: He's I mean? obliged. He's obliged to do he that. Yeah, I, felt sad,
2: I felt sorry for him. You said it yeah. twice. What makes you ready for Christmas? <laughs> is it having all your present spots? It- so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The one thing I, I do want to have a tip for all the guys out there and all the women. This is what Jenny does, and it's awesome, is that she sees something throughout the year that she may want, and she texts me the link, Amazon link, oh. and I just buy it right then. And I have it shipped to my work. Then you're ready. You don't have to stress. Like you just—I don't even think about it. I just buy it right then. There's, if you're not prepared, it is like facing down a train. It's yeah. a horrible feeling. Are you guys ready for Christmas?
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, the thing I want at Target—it's not available for shipment. You can only get it in store. Oh yeah! So they keep showing it in stock. They've showed it in stock three separate times. Three separate times I've showed up, and they'll say, "Well, our inventory's off. We don't have it." Like, oh,
2: I actually celebrate Hanukkah. So yeah, yeah, uh, we celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah. I'm not ready for Hanukkah though. I I haven't purchased any of the eight presents yet for my daughter. You guys
0: ready for? That's what they should say. You guys ready for Hanukkah? Because there's small days.
2: It more, And it's and it's coming up, it's the 22nd, so that's that's really the pressure's on for that one.
0: Does
1: her family come from a Jewish tradition, or is this just you guys on your own?
2: It's just us on our own. I mean, I, I it's one of those things, I think, that if you're Jewish, you can't celebrate Christmas, but if you're a Christian, you can celebrate Hanukkah. There's it's like you, a square, a
0: is not a, re- is a rectangle. But, right, yeah. yeah.
2: So it's fun. I mean, I like spinning the dreidel. It's kind of funny. Like,
0: besides what dreidels,
2: That's what else? it. <laughs> well we get normal presents and then we spin the dreidel like we play dreidel every night
1: where do you buy a dreidel is there a store that stocks dreidels or do you have to buy it I, online
2: I, I think uh civil's had the dreidel for a long time so.
0: to me if you're a jewish kid and you got a dreidel you'd be so disappointed first of all like it's like it's obvious it's like it's like us getting cross-stitched uh pencil holders from aunt geraldine for christmas oh, like thanks yeah. sometimes you go to a church or something and the gifts they give you was a brown paper bag with nuts and an orange. Do you remember that? Yes. That was another that was another thing. Uh, disappointing Christmas present.
2: You know, Aaron Dean, in addition to the pencil holders, she also gave a bottle of green olives. Yeah, yeah. jar. Of green olives. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, wait green no, you're saying that's a bad gift? No,
0: I don't think it's a bad gift, but it's
2: an <laughs> oh, odd gift. Yeah. It's the oddest it's the gift I've ever had. A
0: Kansas City Royals pencil holder that holds one pencil. It's like, I need something to hold this pencil and uh, sh- green a,
1: sheaf, a sheath for that pencil <laughs> so it was i'm the person in the family from my parents that gets the gag gifts for some reason i don't know how this started that oh, i get man. the gag gifts but last year i got an 80s copy of not even the kevin costner robin hood it was like a one that somebody made on a weekend. Yeah. Robin Hood. So I got that VHS tape. Okay. I got a uh, Encyclopedia Britannica on CD-ROM from <laughs> from 1992. I got some Scotch tape. Oh, that, that was my
0: those were my Christmas presents. It's kind of weird as a man getting gifts. I don't know how you guys feel. I, I feel like it's for women and childrens to some degree. I'm always happy to get them, but I don't ever expect anything or really want anything. And then right. it's like it right. just just feel weird to say, oh, it's your Ernest It's your turn. And open a present, I'm like, I don't want everybody watching me open Yeah, a I don't like that. I, I, a I just man shouldn't be watched opening a present. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I do. I want to go like into a closet and shut the light off and open yeah. it and come back out and not even yeah. really see what it was.
0: I just want to give you guys an update. Um, I went to the same Christmas play that I went to last year at this big church, and the angel was wearing the same white pants that no. shows uncircumcised penis in the front, <laughs> however, he had a coat like they like they knew about it so they put a coat on him but the coat split like right there and so <laughs> it almost highlighted it i guess
1: it was like a curtain opening for <laughs> exactly. each time.
0: <other>. yeah <laughs> of course he's in the middle front of the stage so oh, no yeah because he was wearing Tren- all white sheer Tren- pants trench coat yeah <laughs> and they just parted right there
1: is the person playing the angel very bold on stage or yeah, hands
0: on the hips like a powerful angel Oh, yeah okay Nate, did, you, did your parents, I'm sure they allowed you to believe in Santa Claus?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the age where the neighbor kid told me. I think I was probably 10 or 11. Did you find it? I I was so upset. Like I didn't want to believe it was true. And I just remember him telling me that. And I just was crushed. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, you still believe that? And I'm like, but he's like, you don't even have a chimney. I don't know why the <laughs> chimney part was so... Uh, <laughs>
0: We uh, we never could believe in Santa Claus because of it was a trend back then in the Christian circles to not uh because it was uh, potentially a replacement for Jesus. Um it's the same thing kind of for Halloween not participating in it. So we were never told that uh, you could that Santa was real and it didn't make sense to me ever because I was told originally. But I do remember telling kids <laughs> that so and arguing with them on the logicality of it. So I even
1: when you guys were really little that wasn't a thing never. in the house.
0: Okay. No, and it's well-meaning. I mean, I, our parents were in the culture of those churches, and especially in the '80s, there was a lot of that uh, satanic panic type stuff too. Where you couldn't, we couldn't watch like Smurfs or uh, He-Man or any of that stuff or Star Wars uh, because of the magic involved. So I think it was all kind of wrapped up into that. So yeah, I, I remember. I do remember laying there though on Christmas Eve night as a kid and. I knew that Santa wasn't real, but then you kind of sleep in and he kind of like go in and out of consciousness and sleep. And I would be like trying to figure out where he was and, and do the math on it. And then I'm like, wait, he's not real. And then I would drift back into the math on it.
2: My daughter doesn't believe in Santa, but she believes in Krampus. Have you heard of Krampus? Yeah, from The Office. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Krampus, you know, uh, the anti-Santa, uh, the demon twin of Santa, so... We dress her up, uh, and she walks around and beats somebody with a stick.
0: We'd go to Grandma and Grandpa's and Brandon, and you'd eat, and then everybody would sit in the living room and watch like a western or something. There's a lot of boredom of that time period that I remember. Just not just boredom doing nothing, but kind of mental boredom. Everybody's just sitting there watching like a John Wayne movie or something, and so I'd get up and kind of wander around the house.
1: Aren't you ever? A little bit wistful though for that kind of oh yeah, I do. I,
0: they're fond memories, you know. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I can always remember being at my grandparents and like just for some reason looking at their Christmas tree yeah. and like the way it was decorated and the ornaments and like just really like trying to like almost memorize like what their Christmas tree looked like and yeah,
0: you know just I like that. those things or, or laying under the tree and looking up through the branches. I always like doing that. Hmm. Um. Our grandparents had a fake tree from the fifties or something, Matt, maybe you remember more than I do, but you stuck, it was like a pole and you just, they just stuck these foil branches (laughs) into the holes in the pole and it looked really thin, very (laughs) Very threadbare. threadbare you guys get a real tree now
2: i don't get a real tree and the reason is i don't know if you remember but back when we were celebrating christmas at, at mom's yeah um, we were sitting there in the dark and then all of a sudden something like flew out of the tree and didn't know what oh, it was yeah yeah and then it flew back and forth and yeah. we turned on the lights and it was a bat it
0: was a bat that flew yeah. out of the
2: tree so i grabbed yeah. a pan and yeah. i smacked it with a pan and yeah. threw it yeah <laughs> <So, laughs> ever since then i've never had a, never had a real tree after that I
0: remember nice. as a kid, I had this little tablet. I remember this little notepad, and I remember we kind of sit around the living room and listen to Christmas music at night, and just kind of all be together. And I would write in the notepad, counting up from zero to by fives to five thousand. I remember doing that as a kid, writing zero, five, ten, fifteen, and that was like a project. I'd put it down at the end of the night and then pick it back up on on the next night. I don't know why I did that, but that's that's one of my Christmas memories. And um, you only
2: did that at Christmas time. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah.
1: So what was the, like, did you guys have go-to Christmas music at your house, like certain records or anything? Probably
0: like uh, Dino. I don't know if you know Dino. Yeah. Uh, the one song I still remember,
2: that? and I uh, play it for my daughter, is Christmas in Clarny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little known uh, Christmas tune. But is it's that Bing Crosby? Favorites. Yeah, Bing Crosby. He uh-huh. does a
0: lot of Irish Christmas stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like he does.
1: I had no I watched a documentary on Bing Crosby once. He was a really terrible guy, but he was very wealthy. He made a ton of money from all this Christmas music he made. Some of his songs like charted like every Christmas for year after year like during the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. his songs would re-enter the charts. Well, that's so, what
0: happened this week. I'm sure you guys saw. Uh, Mariah Carey's uh, uh, Christmas is number, number 1 on Billboard. No. Like actually literally number 1 song in America is that song. Oh god, who's and, Who's uh, listening to that? I've heard that she's made, they think, estimate over $60 million off that song. There's a documentary that's going to be made about it. Did you guys um, even like that song when it was new? Yeah, I did. I thought it was I good. I
1: never yeah. liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at our house, my mom, uh, we had a record player. My mom had a lot of Christmas albums. She had like uh, Engelbert Humperdinck, mm-hmm. maybe right. Neil Diamond, which is odd because he's Jewish. But
2: <laughs> There's a couple so. of Barbara Streisand uh, albums that I have. And she's Jewish too, so it's odd, but she she did a couple different Christmas albums, more than one.
1: I always secretly pretend like I don't like Christmas music, like when people are in the car but if people are not with me, I always listen to Christmas music. I don't know what's <laughs> I, what it is about me that compels me to pretend like I don't like Christmas music, but like my favorite song is Slay Ride by uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Mm. I love Herb Alpert anyway. Like I can't, I'm mm-hmm. the only person under a certain age that constantly listens to Herb Alpert, but I love his music. Mm-hmm. And Slay Ride, like I could listen to that even in the summer, I don't care, I love that song. It's just mm. awesome, it makes me happy
2: funny. Think, think think
0: funny. You guys uh, want to talk about the war on Christmas at all. You'll hear about it sometimes in the news. Trump's kind of talks about it that you can't say Merry Christmas anymore and and uh Starbucks had their red cup last year yeah. it came out. There was a big deal. It kind of started many years ago in the 50s the John Birch Society to fight communism because uh obviously in, in communistic uh, Soviet Union they didn't allow like Christmas celebrations and stuff because it's a uh, Fundamentally atheist um, culture, but uh, around that time, I believe there were people were starting to use Xmas instead of Christmas, and so that was sort of the first uprising of this. Hey, you know, you're taking Jesus out of Christmas, and uh, and it was a fight against communism. It's interesting, and actually, I kind of wanted to talk about it because, like, um, it's really a a sign of people feeling like they're losing their dominance in culture to some degree that you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. And it's it's sort of, a, to them, to a lot of people, it's a sign of a bigger issue of removing Christianity from culture. A lot of people have put their identity in a social Christianity or a cultural version of Christianity, and it's diminishing over time, and they're going to fight to keep it from diminishing.
2: Yeah, I don't uh, feel that at all. I don't I don't feel like there is a war on Christmas, at least in my, the interactions where I live. I don't, um, I don't see that happening at don't,
0: all. Do you guys say Merry Christmas in public?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I do
0: all the time.
1: I mean, don't you guys feel like, though, there are some people who are a little afraid to say Merry Christmas? Like, if that's what you believe, then say Merry Christmas. It's not a... Yeah, um, I
2: mean, the only, the only time I probably wouldn't would be work interactions. Yeah. Because, uh, you got to be more sensitive to that. So that's where I would say Happy Holidays during work.
0: If the goal of saying Happy Holidays is to be inclusive to people, I think that's a good goal. The Christmas story itself... Jesus and and Joseph or Mary and Joseph were not included they were excluded and they had to give birth in a barn and to be inclusive is to i think be on the right side of things in general Also, have a theory that Christmas is something that we emphasize, or maybe even came up with uh, t- during the winter season, just so as a humanity at a race, we're not miserable all winter. So it's something to look forward to during the bad months, and maybe that's why it's highlighted so much as well. Yeah, right? I was
2: thinking about that too. That they came- Jesus was probably—he was probably uh, born. We, we really don't know when he's born, but he could have been born in the middle of summer.
0: Yeah, we don't know. It was actually started. Yeah. I think uh, March twenty-fifth was deemed the day of of his conception uh, way back when. And so then people just threw nine months on top of it um, to kind of get to this season. So, How do they know that? (laughs) That's my question. (laughs) They don't. I mean, there's holidays surrounding, I think, events that make sense. It is interesting, Uh though, that Jesus in Scripture, beyond the original birth story, Christmas isn't mentioned again. So... It obviously wasn't that important of a holiday or anything like that to these guys, Jesus and the disciples. They did Jewish holidays.
2: They never threw Jesus a birthday party?
0: Yeah, not that we know of. I mean, it doesn't even mention it as far as I know in the Bible again after the birth. Yeah. Um, it's really focused on Easter. And actually, there's a one important, there's one thing that always I thought was interesting is that at his birth, he's given three presents, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh shows up again at his death uh, when he's on the cross. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ra- they offer he says he's thirsty they raise him some roman wine vinegar with myrrh in it and myrrh was what they gave to the people getting crucified because it acted as a drug to null to nullify the senses and jesus rejected it and then at the very end they offered it to him on a sponge and it touched his lips and then he, i think that's when he said it was finished so it's interesting that it was a a gift at his birth and at his crucifixion, he rejected the gift because it would have made it would have been sort of drugged his senses to not suffer. That's interesting. Um, I've never really—I
1: yeah. guess I knew that there was myrrh kind of in both places there, but yeah, never
0: really thought about it. At the end, he actually did have it, and so he was—he rejected it. And at the very end, he did have it, showing that he was both perfect, totally divine, and totally human. How'd
1: you like to be the wise men and like? Everybody shows up and the one guy's like uh, all right, I got my gold. what do you got and this guy I got myrrh
2: like, <laughs> yeah, did
1: you guys I- find any funny Christmas traditions? I found a couple.
0: Yeah go ahead Nate.
1: okay I don't know if you guys have I've never heard of this one. It made me laugh. Apparently this is uh, celebrated in Catalonia, Spain. It's a region in Spain. Uh, it's the called the poop log.
0: I like it already. So uh, it
1: says, easily the most outlandish Christmas tradition is the Tio de Nadal, the Christmas log. Uh, It's made from a hollow log with stick legs, a smile, and a red hat. (laughs) Every evening between December 8th and Christmas Eve, the children feed the log, which I don't understand. Uh, They feed it small treats and water and leave him under a blanket to keep warm. On Christmas Eve, things get weird. Okay, like that's not weird enough. Uh, The children are tasked with beating the log with sticks while singing traditional songs, which include lyrics such as poop log, poop log, poop nuggets, hazelnuts, and motto cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with the stick, poop log. Wow. After Tio Nadal is properly beaten and then serenaded, the log magically poops out presents and candy. (laughs) Uh, and then after that, he is considered useless and thrown into the fire. Man, That's, that's weird. Very,
2: that's very weird. <laughs> Did you find anything else? Any other one? Nate?
1: Oh, uh, there's another one. I don't have it in front of me, but it was in, uh, Iceland. They have a, like a Christmas cat that they believe in that, uh, like roams the countryside. And if you are, uh, not dressed well enough, the cat will eat you. So in Iceland, I guess it's a big tradition to, uh, Ah, uh, give people like nice clothes or new clothes for Christmas so that they can stay well dressed during the mm-hmm. next year, so that the Christmas cat won't <laughs> eat them so uh, that was another one that kind of struck me, but
2: I always like the I found a couple stories about Christmas crimes, Ooh. which always kind of strike me funny um one was uh there was a burglar in Seattle that um tried to uh, climb through the chimney, and uh it got evidently got stuck there. Uh, but the, but the beautiful thing is that he was naked too. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, 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 so there's nothing worse than being naked and stuck on a chimney. <laughs> <and then sniffless. laughs> um, I got another one. Uh, do you guys have Christmas parades? at all yeah we do mm-hmm. yeah there was uh, we have them too. um but there was one story about during a christmas parade where a guy got drunk and veered off the parade route and started like speeding up to 60 miles an hour <laughs> the police chased him and uh, evidently it was for some uh, dance team so there was like 18 people on the floor oh, no way yeah, and so he got charged with 18 counts of kidnapping and assault oh, uh, all this stuff. But I've never heard of anybody driving off of a parade. Was and his
1: name was John Belushi? Life. Was this Animal House you're talking about?
2: <laughs> it should have been. I think the guy's name was J- – no, it wasn't John. That is but,
1: awesome. Uh, I would love to see if there's a video of that, like a, like a <laughs> parade float, like going rogue and like people and, uh, panicking.
2: That would be awesome. One other crime I, I – uh found uh was uh the guy went into buffalo wild wings dressed as santa and he had uh, two pounds of marijuana on him and he started passing it out among the customers oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funny thing was it was january so he had missed christmas but really didn't realize it <laughs> I had
0: a buddy, Marvin, when I worked at the motorhome factory, me and him worked in this little area and he was an alcoholic, like serious. He'd come to work with a glass of, it looked like water, but you knew it wasn't water. And uh, he would get drunk every single night. Anyway, so he got a girlfriend and she had a son who was this like terrible little kid and they'd always talk about how much how much trouble he was, and so he said uh, Christmas. He was telling me a story about Christmas Eve. He he bought him this big uh, hamster palace. It's like this thing that the hamster runs all around the house in these tubes and stuff. And so he was drunk at that night, and he was putting it together, and he couldn't figure it out. And and then his girlfriend says, "Okay, where are the stockings?" And he's like, "I didn't get any stockings." <laughs> yeah. So he has to head out and drive to the local convenience store ours is called dairy mart and uh find stocking stuff because it's like late on christmas eve uh-huh. and so he goes i i bought like a giant mountain dew and stuck it in the sock because <laughs> it would fill up his face and then i bought they had these little army generic army man i think it said army man figurine so i bought one of those and put it in there and he goes then I get home, and next morning, when he pulls out the army man, he's looking at me, and his little lip is starting to quiver. And he says, but they sell these at Dairy Mart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was rolling uh, when he was telling uh, this story.
1: Awesome. Off topic, but uh, Hamster Palace would be a great like indie rock
0: band name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is funny because he's like, I got all these pieces all over the place, and I can't figure it out. And, and then I got to hop in the car and drive drunk to Dairy Mart to try and find something. <laughs> so I stuff a big Mountain Dew in the bottom of the sock. Why, it fills the whole sock? So I know, but they sell these at Dairy Mart. <laughs> All right, well, anybody want to take us out? Nate, you want to take us out? Sure.
1: Thanks for listening to the Think Funny podcast. For Aaron Donnelly, Matt Donnelly, this is Nate Sadler. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays to you all. Secretly pretend like I don't like Christmas music, but if people are not with me, I always listen to Christmas music.
2: Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend.
0: If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out erindonley.com for today's show notes and much more.